What's up, guys? Welcome to episode seven of the Vitality Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, and this is my co-host, Lauren. And today, we are going to go over the highlights of our week. And then after that, we're going to be discussing a kind of controversial topic, food in America, and then also big pharma and how both of these are impacting your health and your longevity. Yes, we are definitely both very, very passionate about both of these topics. So I'm excited to get into it and get feedback from you guys on what you think about these topics. But first, let's kind of just summarize our past week. So Dylan, what was your highlight of this past week? Ooh, Lauren, uh, this past week wasn't super, super exciting. Overall, I would say highlight was we changed our training split from five days to four days. So Saturday, instead of being a training day, was a recovery rehab day. So we went just into our apartment gym and I did some Y raises, some external internal rotations, just more rehabilitation, more reinforcing movements. I did tibialis raises, backwards treadmill walking for my knees, everything like that. Got in the sauna, stretched, did some massages. It was just really nice to have that extra recovery day. And I can tell you so far from my workouts I've done this week post that recovery day, my workouts have been 10 times better. So I've been super happy. Yeah, I've been liking it a lot for sure. I really think that that fit day did just become overkill at some point, just getting in there to get in there. But yeah, this past week, really nothing exciting, nothing much new. We have just been so, so busy. Like I cannot tell you guys the last time we've been this busy working 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day, like long, long, long days. But It seems to go by super fast because obviously we love what we're doing, but we're in the process of trying to hire. So, you know, getting things ready to train people. It's a lot, but we we need to bite the bullet and start hiring because we need more time to put into, you know, the bigger things like creating more content, podcasts, more long form stuff, creating things that are going to actually take us to the next level rather than just being stuck in these day to day, you know, back in tasks that we can pay someone else to do and it's definitely something that I have been putting off because I'm like oh why would I hire someone else to do it if I can do it myself but in reality this past week especially we're like okay we we don't have any time to do the things that we're actually wanting to do to expand so it's time to get that get that done yeah Lauren is a very frugal person she she gets it from her parents which is great in most scenarios until it comes to hiring people or buying your time back and she's like oh do i really want to buy my time back but then she'll get so stressed so worked up with everything going on Yeah, i mean it's not even like the finances like behind it obviously yeah it's it's stressful you know bringing employees on and everything but it's also just like i don't trust anyone to do my work i'm like that's my main thing i'm like I don't trust you. Yeah, and that's what our mentor said. You just have to be okay with 80% of as good a work as you would have. And because you're just going to be able to do so much more at that time, you'll make up for that other 20% of quality that's lacking. Yeah, exactly. So, yes, it's been a super busy week. We really had a pretty basic weekend. We worked pretty much the entire weekend, but we did go out to dinner twice. So we went to our favorite, favorite, favorite pizza place 
ever. It's insane. Like, I can't even we, Every it. time we go there, we wake up, like, two pounds lighter in the morning. Like, it's so fucking weird. It's, it's vegan pizza, so it's dairy-free. But typically, even things like that mess up my stomach. But... I don't know what they cook it with. I don't know what they do, but we ate an entire cheese pizza and an entire Nutella pizza. Always wake up lighter. Right. Always feel amazing. What did it was technically it was like a vegan hazelnut spread. And what did we get with that vegan hazelnut pizza as well? Mm, they actually gave us like the entire jar of yeah, like the spread that they used, which was like big and it was like pretty full. They didn't use much of it. And yeah. I mean, pizza, whatever, it was like $18 or something, but they gave us that whole jar, which probably worked like 10 bucks, so it was a steal in my opinion. Yeah, it was sick, and it's just crazy. This pizza place, like, it digests perfectly, like, you don't even feel, like, bloated or anything after you eat it, and the next day, you weigh lighter, like, I feel tighter every single time after I eat it, like... Literally, I would be okay with having that as a our cheat meal every single week because it's not even a cheat meal at this point. It literally could be twice as many calories as what our dinner usually is, and I'll still just be leaner and lighter the next day. Right. Like, you think something easy like me getting beans and rice at a Mexican place would be, like, set a lot better than, like, vegan pizza and Nutella pizza, but... Uh, after we had Mexican on Saturday night, I literally just got the basic. I got like lettuce, chicken, beans, and rice, and I was like, my stomach was fucked oh, up. Oh yeah, mine was too. Yeah, it's super weird, but we love that place, Mister O's Pizza in Fort Lauderdale. They have it all around the country. Actually, they have one in Grapevine, Texas, as well. But yeah, definitely would highly, highly, highly recommend. Yeah, it's crazy because whatever they use for their ingredients, magic. Yeah, so into our first topic of the day, we're going to be talking about food in our country, you guys. And to start with, let's look at some statistics. 70% of America right now is either overweight or obese, and 40% of that being obese. So that is 7 out of every 10 people. That is in fucking sane and yes it is due to a lot of our lifestyle habits and things that have become normal but it is also in my opinion due to the actual food that we have available to us some of it is you know other people in charge trying to do this to us and well as we can see it is fucking working yeah guys and those numbers are just rising don't think that this is the peak of the obesity epidemic it is not uh by 2030 it's projected that over 50 percent of the united states will be obese which is just disgusting like i cannot believe that at all yeah it's it's insane like you can go to other countries you know people who are lactose intolerant in the states will go to europe and eat cheese there and they're fine they're completely fine they're no longer lactose intolerant they can tolerate the dairy because it's not ultra 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 processed over there well that's the perfect example of we were just talking about mr o's pizza and obviously whatever ingredients they use in their pizza we could go get vegan pizza go get hazelnut pizza i've gotten it from other places before and it never sits the same your quality of ingredients your quality of food fucking matters and it's just a reality that most places in the united states most of the food that you're buying even from the store even if it's like a single ingredient whole food some of the times it's just not quality and it is actually going to hurt your health in some way yeah it's absolutely insane the quality of our food and even if you are going out of your way 
trying to find the best quality food ever. First of all, it's going to fucking break your wallet. It is so unnecessarily expensive to get real natural food. There's no reason it should be any more expensive, but they do that so people, you know, can't afford it. And if you can, it's still not the quality that we're looking for. You know, they slap the label organic on anything and everything now, and that doesn't actually mean anything. Yeah, guys, it's crazy. We'll, we'll definitely get into the words you should be looking for when it comes to your foods. But first, just getting into it, looking at some of the foods and compared to our country and others, I follow a lot of Instagram accounts that will show you actually what foods are banned in other countries versus the United States. And it's mind-blowing. Things like Frosted Flakes are banned. Yeah, Frosted Flakes and Rice Krispies, they're banned because they have BHT, which is known to be very, very cancer-causing. And this is just openly served to tons and tons of kids when we know, you know, what's in it. And just all of the added sugars that this shit is filled with is so, so, so addictive. And, you know, they know it's addictive and they want people to be hooked on it. And it fucking works. Yeah, guys, it's, yeah, it definitely works 100%. That's why you see 30, 40, 50 year olds still eating Frosted Flakes for breakfast every single morning and other things they add to food to make it look better or more delectable for people. It's literally just adding food color into foods that don't even need it just to make it look fresher, like salmon. They'll make it just so pink. And the reality is that the salmon does not look like that when it's farmed. They just try to make it look as delectable as possible so then they can sell it, send it off the shelves, and they don't care what it's doing to your health. Yeah, farm-raised salmon, we are actually, we talk about this pretty often because every time we go to the grocery store, it is impossible to find wild-caught salmon. It is all farm-raised. It is all ultra, ultra orange. And what they're doing is just adding this coral food coloring that is super unnecessary and makes it actually super bad for you. And this farm-raised salmon is actually banned in every other country, but we're completely cool to serve it here, I guess. Yeah, literally, it's farm-raised salmon. Like, they're raising salmon just in a vat of, like, their own shit. Like, it's disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, it's insane. And just the dairy that we have here, so, so, so much of it has so many different hormones in it. So many of the animals are raised with so many uh, hormones that are banned in other countries. So that's why the dairy here is so different than a lot of the dairy in other countries because of all the hormones that are used on the animals for this mass production to make it cheaper for them. In reality, it is so unhealthy for us. And these hormones that we are allowed to use here are not allowed in other countries. Absolutely. It's, It's hormones like you wonder why so many people in the united states especially if they get their blood work have hormone issues of some sort it is a huge part because of the food we're eating here it is not nearly an issue in other countries when it comes to all the hormone deficiencies and everything like that and then hormone deficiencies lead to mental health issues and then we start drugging people with mental health pills as well it is a crazy horrible cycle another thing Mountain Dew, guys. Mountain, yeah. Mountain Dew has a vegetable oil in it that's actually used in flame retardant as well. Yeah, it is literally the exact same like BVO that is used in flame retardant, and we're just fucking drinking that Mountain Dew. It's banned in every other country. Yeah, and we have some baby foods in this country 
as well that are literally also used in chemical weapons some of the ingredients that are used in them and i'm like i'm sorry like i don't want to eat foods that are also used in chemical weapons or with any ingredients that are used in chemical weapons that's just you know that may just be me yeah kind of just common sense but another thing that's super common is chlorinated chicken uh they like to put the chicken through a lot of chlorinating processes to make it last on the shelves longer obviously saving them money but this is banned every other, in every other country because, duh, they're soaking your fucking chicken in chlorine just to make it seem a little bit fresher. In reality, that's fucking disgusting. God, that's the number one thing that I have trouble, like, buying here is, like, meat. Like, I do not fuck with this. Yeah. Nasty ass meat. Oh, my God. We watched a documentary on chicken on Netflix. I forget what it was called. And it was just crazy. It was, like, 20%. They tested, I think it was like a thousand different like chicken breasts and like chicken breast packs that you just get from the store, like pick up from Walmart. They went to like five different stores and picked up a bunch of different brands and it was like 20% had salmonella traces on them. Like that shit's fucking absurd. Yeah. Also, like I, I just can't even fathom it. Like we don't know how to clean our chicken. We don't know how to raise our chicken correctly. Like nothing. And that goes with all of our meats. Yeah coffee mate uh creamer this is super common we all probably have this fucking in our fridge right now but it's actually filled with a bunch of seed oils that are known to cause heart disease this is also banned in every other country but it is just absolutely filling the fridges at our grocery stores oh yeah seed oils guys like we really try hard to look at our, at our ingredients list of any foods we buy and stay away from seed oils because I have never seen a single study that says anything except negative things about it. So I don't even know how it's allowed in our country at all. Another thing is Little Debbie's, guys. Little Debbie's have yellow 5 and red 40 in it. And that is actually detrimental to child development. And who do you always see eating Little Debbie's and all this? Children. You don't, you don't see adults doing it. You, I know. That might be why, you know, sometimes I'm a little slow. Because I was eating Little Debbie's and all that all the time. I remember at the YMCA, local YMCA, I'd go to, to the vending machine and get Little Debbie's every day. That explains a lot. Yeah, and the most common things like Skittles, Pop-Tarts, Gatorades, these, these three things, even Wheat Thins, these are all banned in every other country. These things that are just considered to be completely normal here, but they are just filled with so many unsafe food dyes that are just overlooked for some reason. Yeah, but what the crazy shit is, is like these foods, how they're made here are banned, but then somehow these brands will make the foods without these ingredients and still sell them in the other countries and yeah, it tastes like, exactly why? the same, it's completely fine. So like, my question is why? Why, do, why are they only making these poor quality foods for the United States, but they can make it higher quality for everything else. And they charge more here too. I'm like, what? what is going on? Yeah, it's insane, you guys. When foreign people come to our country, it's like a huge joke that they go to Walmart and they're like absolutely shocked by the bullshit that we have there. Like I just saw we had like our, some of our like coaching academy from Canada. They were here a couple weeks ago and they were all posting at Walmart, like, of all just the disgusting shit. I remember I saw some of them posting about these mac and cheese gummies, and they're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, America is so disgusting. And I'm like, yeah, welcome, welcome. Yeah, everything in America is just trying to slow you down, make you more lethargic, and 
make you just suppressed so you never want to get up, take action, do anything so that we can have our hundred year old politicians stay in office forever and just convince you that they're right because you just sit on the couch, watch the news that they're manipulating and showing you and you never get up. You just eat your bag of Takis with all the chemicals in it and that's it. And that's exactly what they want. They just want you to be sit there and do fucking nothing. Yeah. And when you do question it, when you do try to, you know, like escape that side of things you try to take better care of your body first off it's nearly impossible like it is so hard to find good quality food here second off you're made seem like a fucking outsider like everyone's like what what's wrong with you you're crazy and i'm like this is just normal like this is how it should be there's a reason that every other country is so 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 different why are these foods legal for us to consume when fucking weed is not legal in most states still like it's insane yeah that's the thing people in this country think how they feel is normal but the reality is majority of people in this country their normal is actually like 25 percent of what they could be of how they could be feeling but they've just always felt that bad because they've been having fucking chemicals since they were born it's insane like but that's the reality of it in this country especially You just never feel 100% and you will never even know. You'll never know that you didn't live the life you could have lived or had the high quality of life you could have had if you just took some action, did some research and figured out what the fuck was actually going into your food. Yeah, that and alcohol is another huge one. Obviously, alcohol is big in every other country, but are specifically a lot of the options are a lot worse, you know, a lot more added sugar, a lot more unnecessary stuff and in general just we're brainwashed to believe oh alcohol is normal alcohol is good you can consume as much as you want that's fine all this junk food that's fine that's good oh but no weed weed is the devil these plant drugs these psychedelics no that is terrible that is so bad but alcohol junk food fine yeah which is so fucking weird but these people in these other countries as well have way better self-control when it comes to alcohol and again they have higher quality foods in general so when someone's eating american food and drinking alcohol it's a lot more detrimental to your health when you're when you're having in like fucking europe you're having a nice fresh piece of lamb that you just butchered and got from the farm and some fresh baked bread and then you have a beer or two or some wine that was literally from the winery just a country over Yes, and while they're just pumping us with synthetic pills, you know, these other countries, specifically ones that are living the longest, like the Blue Zone, they don't take pills. They use plants as all of their medicine, and they're living to be 120 years old, some of them. Like, they are only strictly using fresh food and plants for their medicine, including some psychedelics. Like, they're using that. They're using the, you know, for its medicinal benefits because, yes— There are benefits, but guess what? There's no benefits to fucking alcohol. None. The United States is the most powerful, resourceful country in the world. How can you explain that our life expectancy is actually going down right now? It's It's, like 65 or something right now. It just keeps going. It was like mid-70s and now it's going down. Yeah, it's insane. Like, yes... There are other countries who have an average life expectancy of around 100 years old. Yeah, like certain areas like Okinawa, Japan, certain areas in Italy. And that's because 
oh, they have a lot of these foods banned. Like, Italy is a great fucking example because with synthetic chicken that I'm sure a lot of you have heard of that's getting made, it's literally lab-made chicken. Like, it doesn't come from a real chicken at all. Before it even got put on shelves or the studies were finished, Italy banned it. They were like, nope, that is never coming into our border. And you're like, Because duh. Yeah, exactly. It seems like common sense, but guess you know what country is definitely going to allow it right in, put it right on the shelves, and pump people full of it? The United States. Yeah, it's insane. (laughs) Oh my god. Like, yes, we're supposed to be the most technologically advanced country, but for some reason, we just, our health cannot catch up, and it's, it's not a coincidence. We have the resources, we know what the fuck is going on, but, you know... Obviously, we don't have universal health care. That's a huge another topic. But, you know, if we had universal health care, they wouldn't want us all to be fucking sick because then that would cost them a lot of money. But since, you know, it's a huge money grab to make us all sick, obese, rely on this health care. Yeah, of course, we're not going to have universal health care. Yeah, the, our country can't afford to pay for everyone's health care. And even the health care they do pay for, our country still pays for the most health care, even though we're literally like only half of it's covered by insurance. Maybe obesity and all the chronic illnesses that are related to it is 80% of our health care costs in this country. It's fucking absurd. Yeah, and it's not a coincidence that these countries that do have universal health care, they are the ones who also have all these foods banned. They are the ones who also, you know, promote exercise. They are the ones who also promote, you know, dieting, not necessarily dieting, but, you know, stopping eating when you're full, stop, stop eating when you're satisfied. You know, they implement practices like this take a step back for 30 minutes after your meal to see if you're actually hungry. That's what a lot of countries and, you know, Japan do. And it's crazy. They are also, you know, tend to be the countries that do offer more universal health care because not as many people need it. That's the whole point. Did I hear endorsing exercise? What? I remember clearly when the C, the C word was going on and it's like 90% of the people who died were overweight or obese, but you couldn't say, oh yeah, maybe if you ate a healthier diet and you worked out, you wouldn't be as likely to get sick or die from it. But you know, God forbid in this country, especially we ever say you shouldn't be fat or overweight because it's unhealthy. Because what do you mean? Everything's healthy. As long as I think in my head that something is something, then no one's allowed to argue with it. As long as I believe it, no one's allowed to tell me my belief is wrong. Yeah, and if you're fucking fit here, you just get called anorexic. Like, if you're at a completely normal, healthy body weight, fueling your body properly, exercising, it makes people mad. And they're like, oh, eat a fucking burger. It's crazy. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, I promise you Lauren is eating a lot more calories than the girls who are saying that about her. (laughs) It's so crazy, but kind of moving into, you know, more so big pharma, prescription drugs. This is something I've had a lot of personal experience with. Oh, yeah. A lot of personal experience, and it's just crazy to see firsthand because you you hear these things happening, you know, oh, they're just giving unnecessary drugs. You watch these documentaries, you know. We've actually, there's a ton of documentaries out right now about, you know, how medical sales work and all of that type of stuff. And we watched one. Which one did we watch? I forget. It was uh, the dude from 
Matthew Broderick was in it. It was about, uh, it was called Painkiller. Yeah, Painkiller. But there's a ton of different documentaries out here just going over the reality of, you know, how medical sales work. And it's true. Like, it is so true. A lot of the time, they don't even test these drugs on humans. They test them on rats and then give them to fucking humans. Crazy. Yeah, and when they do test on humans, this is the such fucked part that it doesn't even matter because what they'll do like for example when it comes to heart disease drugs these heart disease drugs have horrible side effects it's like 20 percent of all people who take them will have severe side effects but the drugs are allowed on the shelves and allowed to be given to people because when they when these companies actually do their studies what they do is when someone starts showing signs of symptoms they find a way to get those people thrown out of the study before it's completed. So then when they report their numbers, they're only reporting the healthy people. So then it looks like the drug's safer than it is. And they just completely bullshitted and manipulated the study. And that goes for, I. this is a complete guess, I would say at least a quarter, probably 50% of all drugs that are approved in this country are all manipulated in some way to pass their tests. Yeah, it's, it's fucking insane and... Of course, yes, these doctors are getting paid to prescribe, and unfortunately, some doctors don't have, you know, the best morals. Thankfully, some do. It's honestly pretty rare these days, or some of them don't even know what they're doing wrong. Like, realistically, they're not even told, you know, hey, this drug is super fucking addictive, and it's going to kill a ton of people. A lot of them aren't even told that until it's, you know, too late. They're told that this drug is safe, healthy, and they're like, cool, I get extra money for prescribing more of this. Exactly. It's like painkiller with oxycodone. The studies said, oh, it wasn't addictive. That's because they just found a way in the wording when the drug was getting approved. If you want to watch the docuseries, you can. But when the drug was getting approved, essentially they manipulated the studies, they manipulated the wording of the drug approval through the FDA to make it seem like the drug was non-addictive, even though it was derived from opioids, just like every other painkiller before it that is addictive. And so some doctors that were more educated or had common sense and actually fucking read could were like, okay, well, this is derived from addictive substances. This is going to be addictive. But the doctors who didn't read that just listened to what these companies were telling them. Well, it got approved by the FDA. Well, this wording says this. They just prescribed it like hotcakes, like fucking candy, and then killed thousands and thousands and thousands of people because of it. Yeah, so my personal experience, let's get into it. Um I think I got prescribed like my first like prescription drug when I was like 14. I think that's when I got put on my first antidepressant. First off, probably didn't need it. I was just a fucking teenage girl, you know. It was honestly like a trend. It was like, oh, my friends are on this antidepressant. I want to be on that. It makes you happy. Why wouldn't that's, you want that's it? That's been a thing since the 1960s, especially with women. That's why 75% of young girls in this country are on some sort of antidepressant, anti-anxiety medication. Because in the 60s, it's when it started with the happy pills, with all the housewives. Because imagine if your entire life is just sitting in the kitchen, taking care of the kids, and that's all you fucking do your whole life. So that all they would do, because the men were actually out, you know, cheating on their wives and all that else 
and the wives fucking knew. And so the wives, instead of being depressed, the men would be like, here's here's a special happy pills from the doctor. These make you feel better. And then that started the generational trend of all, oh, well, if you're not happy or you're not feeling well, here's a special happy pill. It's going to make everything better. Yeah. And like, yeah, I was a naive fucking young teenage girl. Like, of course, like no one told me anything bad about it. I was like, why wouldn't I want to take this? Like, that didn't make sense to me. Why wouldn't I want to take this pill that makes me happy all the time? Like, that's awesome. But what it also does is it kind of just numbs your feelings. Like, yes, you're not going to feel as depressed, but you're also not going to feel as happy. You don't feel the extreme lows, but you also don't feel the extreme highs. You're kind of just fucking numb. And it's, it's crazy how that is just considered normal. And guess what? You are going to become super, super dependent on that drug for the rest of your life until you decide you want to take a year to a year long journey of trying to get off of it because your body is no longer able to produce, you know, the serotonin that you were once producing because now this pill is just giving you a small dose of it. So your body is not having to produce it. So now your body is dependent on it for a long, long, long time. So I was on this drug for six, six ish years. So a long time, my body was very, very dependent on it. I tried to come off multiple times, but that never really worked. Um, my doctor actually increased my dose multiple times. She would just, you know, get on a phone call for 10 minutes every six months and be like, Hey, how are you feeling? Are you sad at all? And if I was like, yeah, like I'm sad sometimes she'd be like, all right, let's double that dose. Like every single time, like it was crazy. And I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, cool, this I'm going to be was, happier. This doctor, doctors are paid by milligram, not by pill. So and when she's doubling Lauren's dose, that means that she's also doubling her income from giving Lauren that dose. Yeah. So then I don't, I don't know how long it's been now. Maybe six months, six to eight months, five months. Okay. So about six months ago, I was like, all right, I'm done with this. Like there's not going to be a better time than now. Like I'm not in prep. I was telling her for a long time that that these drugs were pointless. There's numerous studies showing these drugs, guys, do not fix anything. All they do is put a Band-Aid over the issue. You you would never be able to get off of them. They don't actually ever fix anything when it comes to your mental health because guess what? Now we know. I've been listening to Gary Brecka a lot. A lot of mental health issues come passed on from your parents. It's in your DNA. There are certain things that your body is resistant to or can't produce that you need to supplement to fix anxiety, depression a lot of the time. And then on top of that, a lot of people are just raised not really knowing how to handle their emotions effectively and all that. Instead of figuring out how to do that, do self-reflection, go to therapy, they just take pills and try to feel better that way. And these pills are just making you rely on them the rest of your fucking life. Yeah, so about six months ago, I was like, I'm done with this. Like, I need to try for real this time. So, but I didn't want to just cold turkey it because I know that's like super bad for you. So I called my, whatever it is, psychiatrist. And I was like, hey, I'm going to come off of this. And she literally tried to fight me on it. She was like, no, that is such a bad idea. Why would you want to do that? And I was literally like, uh, what? Like, because I don't want to be on this for the rest of my life. And she's like, why? Like, you have anxiety. You have depression. Like, why wouldn't you want to be on this? I'm like, uh, because I 
don't want to rely on it and she just like gaslighted the fuck out of me (laughs) having anxiety and depression is fucking normal like jesus like stop i'm just gonna say it stop being a pussy like unless you're depressed to the point where you are suicidal that is of course a severe issue but yes it is normal to be sad and go cry in your room lock yourself in the room for a day sometimes absolutely that's just how some people deal with their emotions like we need to stop acting like everyone needs to be happy 24 7 that's not the reality of the world that's not reality of the life you have good days you have bad days you need to embrace them all appreciate the bad days because you those remind you of the good days coming and how to appreciate the good days yeah it's it's not a shameful thing to you know be depressed sometimes exactly it's not something that you need to be extremely extremely worried about now if it lasts for weeks and weeks and weeks on end and you don't have a happy day mixed in there then that's a different issue but if it's just you know maybe you one day a week you're just feeling down like it's normal and it's not something that you need to be super concerned about and there are other ways that you can go about dealing with this without just you know having to rely on a drug yeah and if you never have happy days but it's because of your situation like let's just say you have you're an abusive relationship or something like that again not something to take pills for that's exactly what the women in the 60s were doing you need to get out of the abusive relationship try everything you can before you get on these drugs because you're going to be stuck on these most likely the rest of your life and it's very common if you do try to get off of them you end up harming yourself because you just did it incorrectly or you just never learned how to deal with your emotions at all and now everything's hitting you like a freight train and that becomes an issue as well so please try your best not to take these medications if you don't have to yes you will 100 percent regret it and i know the i mean still like i have days where i can tell it's like hard not on the medication because i've been off for i've been off fully for probably three months now because i did like a half dose first for a couple months and then once I felt like I kind of adjusted to that, I came completely off. But yeah, I can just, I can tell like I'm not back to where I was before the drug. And that'll take a long time, if ever, you know, if ever I'm able to actually feel, you know, the wider range of emotions. Yeah, that's actually why I told her she needs to get her DNA tested and start supplementing for things because taking medications like that is super in. And just knowing her family, like a lot of the symptoms are definitely passed on from generation to generation when it comes to it. And that's common. And like people act like, oh, like depression or anxiety or just like things that happen. Like a lot of it is linked to your DNA, just like everything else. Like DNA literally tells exactly how you are, exactly who you are as a person. Your personality, I believe, is in a large part determined by your DNA. So if you can fix issues within it, structural issues, deficiencies, you can really improve your mental health. And that is something that's new research. That's something that people didn't have access to before. So that's why I'm trying to let you guys know about it now. Yeah, 100%. I completely agree. But that was just, God, one of my experiences with poor, poor, poor doctors. When I turned, when I was about 18, I started having a lot more health issues, a lot of hormone imbalances, which obviously just led to a lot more depression. So not only was my antidepressant increase, 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 but then I I started supplementing all these different hormones because I got my blood work done and I was deficient in a ton of hormones, T3, T4, progesterone, 
testosterone, all of these I was deficient in. So I went to an endocrinologist and she just gave me all of these hormones to take, all of these synthetic hormones to a fucking 18 year old girl. She gave me T3, T4, testosterone, progesterone, all of them. She was like, yeah, take these, you'll be feeling better. And guess what? Yes, I was fucking feeling better. Like I'm supplementing all of these um, hormones and now my body is extremely extremely reliant on them and these were not like long going issues this was just because i came out of a very very rough bodybuilding prep so i came out with a lot of hormone issues and there are lots of other ways that i could have gone about you know dealing with that but i had no one to lead me in the right direction which is one reason why i coach now to read lead girls in the right direction because I don't want what happened to me to happen to other people and if it does sometimes there's nothing you can do about it but I urge everyone not to get on these fucking synthetic hormones when it is not 100% the last resort especially when you're a young girl holy shit what kind of doctor prescribes all these hormones to an 18 year old girl doctors who are uneducated that is the biggest thing where and it's not these doctors fault they go to school they should be taught these things doctors learn barely any shit about hormones they don't learn anything about nutrition we have been told firsthand by multiple doctors yeah we don't we don't know anything yeah, about so nutrition when really. they're when they're giving you nutritional recommendations they don't know what the fuck they're talking about i'm just telling you right now they don't know what they're talking yes about. we've had multiple clients tell us their doctors tell them they have to eat a thousand calories or less to lose weight their doctors tell them this and of course they're gonna trust their doctor it's your fucking doctor with a phd like of course you're yeah, gonna trust them these doctors it's not necessarily their fault because their education all these universities are going to they're funded by big pharma and big pharma is manipulating what they want these doctors to know and be taught so then doctors will benefit their business if doctors were taught more about preventative medicine then big pharma there would be as a need for all these drugs and things like that so that's why doctors in this country are taught to treat illnesses once people already have them rather than teach people how to not get them to begin with exactly it is fucking absolutely insane but yeah, experiencing all of this firsthand was just crazy because at the time I didn't even think much of it. But now looking back, knowing what I know now, I'm like, wow, like if I could go back in time, there's so much I would do differently. And that's why I want to lead as many people as possible in the right direction. Like just just last week, I had one of my clients tell me so she's coming out of a pretty not a not a crazy cut she's lost about 25 pounds nothing crazy calories didn't even stoop below 1900 but she ended up losing her period for a couple months so she went to her doctor and she got blood work done so or no 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 she didn't even get blood work done she went to her doctor she told her doctor that she lost her cycle and her doctor gave her hormones to take gave her estrogen gave her progesterone to take with no blood work no blood work she didn't even ask or the doctor didn't even make her get her blood blood work done she's like oh you lost your cycle here take these hormones so thankfully my client came to me first she was like hey what do you think about this i was like did you even get blood work done she was like no i was like what how would your doctor know what you're deficient in without your blood work being done? Because that's not the only cause of you losing your cycle, being low in progesterone. Like, what? 
yeah, I want to meet this doctor because if I can get testosterone that easy, that would be pretty fucking lit. You can. You can. I was prescribed fucking 20 milligrams of testosterone at age 18 with no blood work the first time. Like, it's insane. Sounds like a good deal with me, guys. (laughs) It is, of course. I was like, yeah, I'm going to put on some great muscle. Yeah, of course. What were some of the negative side effects that came from it? Uh, so many. I mean, I'm still dealing with lots of negative side effects. Obviously, it's hard for an 18-year-old girl to go through a crazy fucking voice drop. Like, yeah, that's insane, and that's traumatic, but it's something that I have to deal with myself. My voice changed a lot. You know, acne, I definitely have acne has, like, tripled, like, and that's still something I'm dealing with very, very bad today, which is just something that hormones like that cause and I was never told about any of the side effects anything to be aware of I was never told to split up injections I was told nothing I was just prescribed Sinop on my own yeah it's crazy Lauren told me how much she was given and that she was like oh I'm just gonna inject this once a week and like I listen to a lot of bodybuilding podcasts I listen to a lot of hormone health related podcasts and I was like Lauren like I'm telling you, these you, you should be. This should not be how you're doing it. And she trusted her doctor. She was like, "Hey, like my doctor said that this is what I should be doing, so I'm just gonna trust them, follow what they're saying." Doctor didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. That's the reality of it. Yeah, it's crazy. So I no longer go to that doctor. That's for sure. I actually don't really go into any doctors hey. because I do not trust fucking shit anymore. What about the time you almost died? Oh yeah, literally. So this was with my thyroid medication that the same doctor actually gave me. Um, She gave me an extremely high dose of both T3 and T4. And if you're not familiar, these are both just a part of your thyroid. And basically I have a hypothyroid and what that does, your body is basically not able to burn as many calories caused for a lot of weight gain, a lot of digestive issues. So I was given this synthetic T3, T4 separate, which are the strongest version, basically to regulate my thyroid again, make my body burn more calories, help maintain a better body composition, all of the above. So I was given a very, very high dose, but I did not know it was a high dose. I didn't do my research, definitely should have, but it was a very, very high dose for especially my thyroid wasn't even that fucking low. So I I was taking this for a while, which is really, really weird. I was taking a very high dose for a while. I was losing weight, but I was like, sick. Cool. Awesome. I can eat more food. Cool. Um, and then one day I was with my friend at her bodybuilding show. And obviously bodybuilding shows, like I was already like anxious watching her and everything. Because I was like, oh my gosh, need her to win, blah, blah, blah. So it was already like heart rate heart rate racing and then um I just like my heart started beating really 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 fast and I started like freaking out having a panic attack and I had to go to the emergency room like overnight and they said yeah this was just like an extremely high dose of this medication like close to a heart attack like it's it's insane and I didn't even know how serious it could be yeah yeah it's crazy and I was like I know something's wrong I know something's wrong but I had no idea that the medication could even cause something like that. So 
yeah, I've been through it all, and I have reasons for why I don't fucking trust the medical system. I yeah. have reasons for why I don't trust doctors and medication. Yeah, I'm sorry, but a private medicine is the way to go. If you're going to do it, you go to some sort of hormone specialty service like, what, like Titan Medical. Merrick Health is more plates, more dates. Uh, if you've heard of him, his company, and Merrick Health actually has people who are actually educated about hormones and will look over your blood work everything like that for you and yes this is more expensive not covered by insurance than going to your regular doctor but what's the point having something covered by insurance if you're not even getting what you're supposed to be getting out of it you're not getting the service you're not getting the help you're just you may be fucking murdered by this doctor is it really worth not spending a couple hundred extra dollars yeah it's it's crazy but not even that, you know, even this, these weight loss drugs that shouldn't be legal for really, really oh. anyone. They're now legal for kids as young as six years old. Yeah, like these, why do we need weight loss drugs for kids who are six years old? Why Bro, do we need it's weight- okay to be a little fucking fat at six years old. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and then if your kid is that extremely fat, how about you stop feeding him fucking McDonald's every single day? Like, Jesus it's their fat. It is the parents' fault. It is no one else. The parents decide what the kid eats. The kid's not go driving to the grocery store and going and picking up the bag of Takis. You're doing that for them. Like, are you joking? And then you're really just going to gaslight them into thinking, oh, it's just how we are. Our family's fat. It's how we yeah, are. But yes, we eat McDonald's every day and we don't exercise, yeah. but it's our genetics. Yeah, your family is fat because of your poor lifestyle habits, guys. Genetics are not what are determining if you're fat. Yes, genetics can make you predisposed to maybe having a higher set point in body fat percentage or thyroid could be genetic. You could have a thyroid issue, but those are all things that can be fixed and combated. Those are not things that you need to go on a weight loss drug for. Yeah, so many kids are just gaslit by their parents saying, oh, we just, we can't be like those fit people. We're not, I'm sorry, we're just not like them. We're fat. It's it's just how things are. But then their lifestyle choices line up with why they're fat. It's never a coincidence. They're never an extremely healthy family eating healthy, exercising, and they're just, they're just obese. Like, no, you don't yeah. see that. Never, ever, ever get on any sort of drug until you have your lifestyle in check. It really is that simple, guys. If you don't have, if you're not sleeping enough, if you're not eating the right amount of protein, if you're not getting in your micronutrients, if you, you, you should get your blood work done before you start any medication to make sure you're not deficient in any vitamins or anything. This is all things you need to optimize. Optimize your lifestyle before you just start pumping yourself full of drugs. Yes, please, please, please try to go any route and do your research no matter what age you are. Don't trust anybody. Do your own research. Get multiple opinions always. Yeah, that's why like even for my elbow, I hurt my, I believe it was my UCL. Um, in my right elbow and for six months I couldn't do shit with it but I researched about BPC 157 it's healing properties did my own research started injecting it into my elbow healed my elbow two weeks magical but anybody who even has an injury similar to mine now I will still always tell them like hey I used this it helped me but 
I wouldn't just take it, start injecting it, do your own research first, see what you think. And like, I just talked to someone about it yesterday. They said, oh yeah, I'm gonna ask my doctor if they know anything about this, all of that. I was like, go for it, do your own research, talk with who you want to. I would never tell anyone to take anything without them doing their own research. And I believe doctors should do the same. They should say, hey, like I would consider putting you on this drug, but I would encourage you to, you know, look up your own research or see if there's other options as well before. I wouldn't just be trying to push pills down people's throat. Exactly. Always let people make their own decision. Don't pressure anyone into taking anything and don't let yourself be pressured by anyone else to take. Ah! Sorry, that was our cat if you're not watching on video. But if you're not, you know, don't don't let anyone else pressure you to take something just because, oh, it's normal. It's just how things are. No, always do your own research and try to do it the natural way. First, because all that's going to happen is your body is going to become dependent on whatever you're giving it. I promise you at least 95% of people in this world can fix all their issues. Naturally, you do not need all these pills and medication for everything. Their big pharma is just trying to make money off of you. Our politicians are just trying to make money off of you. I, I don't care if you don't want to hear it. That's the reality of it. Yep, so I'd love to hear your guys' feedback on this. If you have any strong opinions about this, I always love to hear it. So feel free to shoot either of us a message. And please, please, please leave a five-star review. If you are listening to this, it will help us a lot with growth. Give us your opinion, give us your feedback, and give us suggestions. Absolutely, guys. We're always here for suggestions because we want to provide you as much value as possible. So you tell us where you need value, what you want to learn about, whether that's business, health, lifestyle, fucking relationship advice. I don't care. I'll do an episode on relationship advice to try to help everyone with their boyfriends and girlfriends. I don't care. And if you do have any other questions or ever need help on your fitness journey, you can always message either of us on Instagram. My Instagram is body by dylan my instagram is hickey.fit with two t's yep so that's our show guys i really hope you enjoyed this episode until next week peace peace